Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. professional wrestling oh you're in luck we like professional wrestling too this is shake them ropes i am jeff hawkins here with the returning from vacation chris novembrino chris what did you do on your summer vacation hawkins i got to sit by this fabulous lake and take in really nice sunrises for several days and we went out on a dope boat and i sat on the front of it and had the wind in my face and oh just hold like, on when you say dope boats <laughs> like it was it was just a really it was a like really a marijuana bitchin- cruiser or are we talking oh, no, I, oh god i wish no i'm just saying a real bitching boat no okay. no no yeah, 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 no no like uh goodness uh, uh you know take a good vacation and make it great then but uh it, no th- this was we this went was... drug running in the keys that's what Hell we yeah. <laughs> that's man that's a good time um but now nah, wind in my face baby <laughs> 50 pounds under my butt we were busted by the coast guard <laughs> it turned into midnight express uh, <laughs> where'd you go uh we went to lake of the ozarks okay right at the end of season um so they they stopped basically in mid-September. Like, like they were already businesses were shutting down and winding down for the season and stuff. Like it was like one of the last weekends there. Um, I will say I had like the worst Italian food I've ever had in my life while we were there. We went to a, an Italian like the lake food was. And you really hang old. out at Olive Garden, so that's a bold statement. Oh, bro, bro, no, 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 no. The chicken marsala at Olive Garden made the chicken marsala at Dominico's seem like five-star cuisine the chicken marsala i had at this place was like breaded and fried and then covered in something approximating a mushroom gravy hawkins we were so far divorced from a mushroom wine sauce that i don't even think it's fair to this is much more like fried chicken with a mushroom gravy than it was chicken marsala which shocked and horrified me i tried i tried frying my own chicken for the first time this week you didn't call it chicken marsali, did you? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, no. then I support and, no, and, and I had acknowledge a nice, and appreciate. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a little cooking talk here before we get in. Yeah, a little half buttermilk, half pickle brine uh, marinade for a couple days. Kind of, uh, yeah, went really well, I think. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, trying to do the old southern cooking thing because I kind of miss the south occasionally. Not that I can't get good chicken out here in L.A. You can. Um <laughs> Don't post it on social media. Somebody may come shoot you. But other than that, I don't know. Did you hear about some 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 rap guy was at 
Roscoe's chicken and waffles as girlfriend <laughs> texted out, and some guy came out and tried to ro- rob him and then shot him. I was like, that's why you. That's why I tell people, don't tell them what we're eating. They may come rob us. They have Roscoe's out in California. Roscoe's chicken and waffles is California. Oh, okay. I, I guess they have them out here in Texas too. I, I it started out here. It's down in, oh, okay. oh, on okay. Union, and then there's one in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, learn something Anyways. new every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, anyways, going into the wrestling news, we have some news to catch up on. Oh, first of all, thank you very much to Rob McCarron for filling in admirably for, for one Chris Novembrino. Oh, and, and let me just say, much love from the STR community and right back at all of you. I know I was missed, <laughs> and I missed all of you too. Much love. That's a kiss. With... That's a kiss on the microphone. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, seeing as we uh, record on Thursday last week, we do have Friday and Saturday's news as part of this. So some of this may seem a little bit old, but it's new to us. Uh, the main event for Crown Jewel, Chris, announced Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. That's an interesting choice. What could choice. go wrong? No, well, no. I, 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 <laughs> no, I... Uh... Look, I think it's an interesting choice. I know the conventional wisdom is that this sucks and we all hate it. And I can't sit here and tell you, like, this is the dream match or anything that I, like, fantasize over. I don't care for Logan Paul. I He doesn't even – he's not even a fun person for me to hate. I find him boring and annoying, but, like, not, like, annoying. Like, I want to see him get punched, although I, I, I acknowledge that he's a horrible guy and whatever. I just don't care enough. Um, so he he doesn't quite do it for me, but looking at it from the perspective of WWE, I think this is a really interesting move. Uh, I, I think that especially for these Saudi Arabia shows, he's kind of the perfect casting for this. These people want spectacle. That's what they're paying for. That's what the government of Saudi Arabia is paying for. And they, Logan Paul brings him spectacle, headlines, controversy, all, all the things like they want out of that show. And... I mean, I don't think it's going to be a great match or anything like that, but I don't hate it. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't hate it from a business move. That being said, from a television reviewer standpoint, I think it's hilarious the stubborn insistence on casting Logan Paul as a baby face when like everyone <laughs> effing hates this guy's guts. Everyone hates him. They hate him. They hate, oh my God, they hate him so much. So the one thing, booking me i don't think they would do this but booking me would do this hawkins i would use this as the vehicle for the double turn uh i i would turn logan paul heel and set that cosmically right and i'd finally turn roman reigns and logan paul's the best like a perfect vehicle for this um it was happening anywhere other than saudi arabia the crowd would basically be forcing a double turn all throughout the match um i I'm a little higher on it than you are, I think, because I think I think Logan may carry Roman to a much better match than most of Roman's opponents are able to. I, uh, <laughs> He's I the love... ring general. Logan's the ring general here, which is very odd in some ways. No, but um, it, it, here here's the the disconnect for me, at least. I, I mean, Saudi Arabia definitely wants a WrestleMania type exposure and the type of event where they will get publicity and they're definitely going to get here it's just i don't how big are social media stars in the middle east 
because that oh, seems like social a very media Western... is very uh, a very accessible thing <laughs> oh, all yeah. throughout the region. So <laughs> I would imagine the saturation's near peak. Uh, no, I, I'm legitimately asking that because it's one of those things where it feels like a purely Western phenomenon to me. And Saudi Arabia may have some Westernness about it, but we ain't quite there yet. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, uh, 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 ever the bull on progress. I love it. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> if you compare Saudi Arabia to say Iran, yes, but I don't you know. know. I, right now, it's their neck and com- neck compared and to Germany, not so much. You know, it's it's one of those types of things where I'm like. How big is a is a is a guy on YouTube slash TikTok slash whatever in Saudi Arabia? Perhaps I don't know. Maybe you can dress him up. Maybe you can dress him up. The better known he is, the more disliked he would be. Right? Yes. Like if you if you did this, <laughs> they kill him in Saudi Arabia. No, if you did this in Japan, same thing, right? Like that. Yeah, that's where he made that horrible thing in the suicide. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, like the places where he would be well known are the places he'd be ultimately reviled. Oh, so I, I, oh, but I we just, could hope we could hope for a stunt here if we really want to get rid of him. <laughs> you never want to wish that necessarily, but at the same time, it's like, huh, that's a possibility that he does something stupid in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and, the, gets, and ends up thing. getting stuck on an airplane on the tarmac for a while. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> while security has a talk with WWE brass. Sure, why not? Um What's that man with a bone saw doing going up on the private jets? <laughs> you know, as a that's match, weird. But but I'll tell you something. It does as a match fascinate me in many ways. I, I think I, look, Logan Paul has outkicked his coverage in terms of being a good professional wrestler in the ring, and especially in terms of being in the celebrity wing of work rate, so to speak. I, I agree. I agree on all these things. So let me ask you the sixty-four dollar question: Do you belt him? No. God, no. no. God no. no. Okay. No, because look, we didn't even we didn't even belt Drew McIntyre in a place where he needed belting. They were be- Chris Drew McIntyre would be <laughs> a god right now if they had just pulled the trigger in that stadium, because that stadium was one of the hottest crowds WWE has ever had in the last I, I 10 years. I hear all of that, but they'll always have the memory of Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury incoherently singing, singing Oasis. American Pie? And American Pie. <laughs> oh, I still can't believe that. Uh, anyways, uh, Grand Slam, which uh, broadcast this week across both Dynamite and rampage on aew aew's first million dollar gate chris Mm. Mm. i guess the ticket prices are going up a bit um people are willing to pay more and people are willing to sell i i find this a good thing yeah not bad thing money's good it's good for them to make money i am rooting for companies to be successful it means more places for wrestlers to work survivor series has been changed in terms of the branding it is now War Games Survivor Series or Survivor Series War Games. I forgot what I was going to put on here. Um, but yes, the main roster going to be doing War Games in Boston in November. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little sad about this, Chris. I look, I love sanguine. Some I'm a little sanguine about. It. I'll tell you sanguine. why. Sanguine because okay. I do, I do love me some War Games, and I think, uh, I think there's going to be there's going to be two War Games matches. One men, one win. I assume one will 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 be uh, 
the bloodline taking on a bunch of baby faces and the others will be Aunt Pam and, and damage control and maybe another tag team, perhaps even toxic attraction taking on a bunch of baby faces, but, but I'll, uh, you know, and I'm interested in main roster war games, even though triple H is out there saying, I don't think we'll be doing blood. I think that's passe. Like, dude, if there's a match, it needs it. Um, two reasons. Number one, of course, the usual WWE booking. I, I want war games to be when war games is needed rather than, Oh, it's November. We got a book of war games, but that that's, that's emblematic of the entire company. That's an issue with the company. The other thing is, I don't know about you, but I kind of liked NXT having some things that were special to NXT mm, okay. and them taking that away a little bit. Cause they're also bringing in the fight pit for extreme rules for Matt Riddle. And I thought that was, be. I mean, it's nice that Matt Riddle can have his own kind of uh, gimmick match. I'm fine with that. Uh, but NXT having war games in the main roster, not as much as I wanted the main roster to have war games. Now that it's been a few years, I kind of liked having NXT have its own kind of special thing like this. But then again, I had forgot all about last year's war games um, and how LA Knight, had magically became one of the most over people in the company <laughs> during the build for that. You know, that was the old black and gold versus, uh, versus the new blood type of, uh, war that's game right. And like LA Knight no was on sense. fire. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, uh, your feelings on this, if any, less down on it than you. I think I I'm looking at it from the perspective of, it seems like Hunter has interest in revitalizing the survivor series to be a more coherent major pay-per-view and i support that'll help that'll help yeah i support that survivor series had just gone no it'd been really incoherent they would literally just put five people on either side and it would just stuff would happen and they and then they tried yeah t-shirt wars red versus blue and you know of course it made becky lynch a star which was great but on the other hand it would always be the branding of the one time a year where raw versus smackdown fight each other and yet they'd be fighting like three other times in the year which was you know. So you can be down on damage control and in the bloodline, but what I'll say on that is that the bloodline have at least I, they're not sighting the world on fire. Listen to any old episodes of this show, especially during the Vince McMahon like glory final days. He was not killing with the booking of the bloodline as far as Christopher Bruno was concerned. But the bloodline has been around for a couple of years oh, now. I'm going to be praising them in the Lazy River because that oh, Friday segment was fantastic. No, I know. <laughs> I, I, I have I have thoughts about the Vince era of, of some of this booking and, and the post-Vince era for sure. Ah. Uh, yeah, but um, at least they are coherent. And, and more importantly, it's not a contrived SmackDown versus Raw for incoherent stakes or like a conclusion that doesn't matter. Like when Dolph Ziggler was the sole survivor and that was supposed to mean something for a week. And, <laughs> oh yeah. And... He took the authority away from the authority and that lasted yes. all of a week. Yeah. I yeah. remember that one. That was right. terrible. Right. Uh, so I, I prefer this where at least these are established heel factions, eh, you know, and, and I think they've I'll given g- I'll it. Give it you a subplot. I'll give you a subplot to watch for this year's war games. So, cause the women's roster is far more set up to handle this war games in terms of people who have been in a war games match than the men's roster. Cause I think the only guy on the main roster who has been in a war games, who could possibly be in this match is Kevin Owens. And he was in that one with the undisputed era that as a special guest, if you remember that one mm, team Champa, right. mm-hmm. uh, unless, unless they decide to do like 
Miz and Ciampa and a couple other guys. The women, you have Io Shirai who's been in a couple of these. You've hit, you have Dakota Kai who was kind of who's uh, no, she's been in one and. Of course, the magnificent heel turn on the other one, but yes, no, she was in the one last year in 2021 with Toxic Attraction. Uh, you have um, uh, Bianca Belair has been in a War Games. Rhea Ripley, if you choose to shove her in this as part of the heel team, has been in a War Games. Bailey's been in a Hell in a Cell, so she she's she can take damage. Uh, you know, Asuka's been in a Hell in a Cell, she can take damage. Yeah, I I, I think the women's in terms of being in these types of matches before, I think the women's uh, side of the ledger is a little bit more it, it, it may actually outshine the men because there's there's more experience on that side i think it's a great opportunity and yes uh especially now that the work has changed in the last several uh, weeks here since vince's departure I, i'm very excited to see what a more creatively liberated um women's roster will be able to do in a match like this gabe sapolsky back in wwe creative uh, he, uh, formerly of Ring of Honor and Evolve, he was cut during the McMahon regime, but of course, pretty friendly with the Triple H regime, so he's also back as well. I makes sense from a business relationship standpoint. Don't necessarily know that I have a ton of opinions on it one way or another. Um, what's his role going to be? Uh, just in creative. I, I think he's probably going to be uh, helping book NXT. Hmm. Okay. Well, that might actually help NXT a little bit. Yeah, and the, Ryan, the Evolve believe, experience will will certainly port well into NXT. I believe Ryan Ward's also back there, so they have a lot of black and gold. But I'll I'll give you a little interesting wrinkle here. Um, it has been announced in October. I forget the date. I think it's October tenth. Twenty fifth anniversary of DX will be celebrated on Monday Night Raw. Chris. <laughs> What are the chances that Scissor Me Daddy Ass is chanted and Daddy Ass is not there for the 25th anniversary? Because uh, <laughs> that's going to happen. They're go- they may hijack that show if they're not careful. Potentially. Uh, no, no faction has ever captured the hearts and imaginations of the American public like Degeneration X. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, it, it also depends on how they, if they're, if they're just going to make it Sean and Triple H, great. But, you know, Road Dog's now back in the fold. X-Pac will always take that phone call. China's no longer able to, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Know? But but that's interesting because, you know, if you're going to do the, the New Age Outlaws version, and one of them is one of your most over managers in AEW, uh okay that's that's a risk it it will be weird for them to do dx and have road dog out there but not billy gunn so i think if you're going to do it you do sean and hunter nostalgizing about the formation of proto dx rather than yeah i I think that would be the move and then you probably can circumvent the scissor me ass daddy stuff yeah perhaps although hey who knows if AEW might be friendly towards it i mean you know the deals can be made um you know hey. yeah deals can be made and I, I you know we never really on the week where we broke down you remember the, the seat you remember the cena videos uh where they were celebrating that and they, but a few people from uh from a what, wait which way was it was it wwe on tape for AEW, I can't remember which thing it was, but it was, somebody was celebrating an anniversary. No, that was Jericho who did an appearance on WWE television. Yeah, and I think Big Show did as well. Yeah, uh, right. So okay. I, I mean, and and Henry. Look, I, I we 
obviously talked a lot about the CM Punk portion of the Tony compressor, but I feel like maybe lost in that analysis, not that I want to do an extended 20 minutes on now or anything, was talking about Khan's mindset and uh, where his headspace is at, generally speaking, throughout the rest of that press conference. A lot of interesting lines uh, going off on Jim Crockett and that sort of thing. But I, I'm, I kind of, in between the lines, you've got the sense that, like, Khan's weirdly upset that WWE doesn't want to do some sort of business with him on some level. So I think, like, he would love to say that, like, oh, yes, we can do business. I know how to do business with them if I huh. have to. Yeah, I think so. Um, I... I don't know, man. I'm I, just I, always interested in who thinks it's a war and who doesn't. Because right. because it's always one of those things where you hear, well, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And it's like most, mostly it's the boys trying to leverage each, leverage both sides against each other to get a better deal. You know, like, like you heard the, the rumor, and I, this isn't new, so I'm not going to report this, that, that apparently Bobby Fish was trying to get Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to quit AEW and come back to WWE with him because – WWE wouldn't take him <laughs> otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's always one of those things where you're never sure. And, you know, the management, like Triple H says his snide comments occasionally. And Tony says his snide comments occasionally, but I do wonder if there's the occasional, Hey, how's it going over there? Oh, it's going great. How's it going to your territory? No, yeah, right. I, I guess what I'm saying in, in my previous statement is that I could totally see Tony Khan being very open to being able to letting them borrow billy gunn for an evening um and sort of you know just sort of show that he's like willing to do such things you know it doesn't bother yeah. me yeah i'll let billy gunn go on their television <laughs> uh ratings talk uh, you know football is king so of course monday night raw was down i'm not terribly worried especially with two nfl games there i mean they they did fairly well against two, a double header and especially hey let's give props to wwe putting the women in the main event slot there uh, yeah, they lost some viewers because that was the prime viewing time for both of those games. But uh, I believe they would have been seventh on the week uh, overall. But uh, AEW, over a million. SmackDown holding its own. I mean, the changes in WWE have been very, very positive. Let's put it that way. And AEW has, has found some nice footing off of the controversy. So I have no big opinions on, on ratings talk, to be honest with you. No, I have no, I have no big opinions on ratings talk and I, i'm sort of with you i think they reflect the current quality of the program fairly decently too like they're, they're like in line with it increased interest with what i would consider to be a better product on both shows and just before we get into the both the ad read and the lazy river new champions across the board this week chris jericho your new ring of honor champion the acclaimed your new aew tag team champions solo sokoa no longer the north american champion nxt had to give up the title because he quote unquote wasn't eligible. So that will be fought in a Halloween Havoc, what, five way, six way ladder match, something like that. Basically, guys are going to be falling from high on tall things onto metal and shortening their careers. That'll be fun. <laughs> Hawkins, oftentimes you ask me the same question over and over and over and over again. It drives me crazy. I will be minding my own business, and here will come another classic Hawkins repeat question. One of them is, hey, Chris, what is HelloFresh? And I tell him, <laughs> with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Hawkins often gets the numbers confused. It's number one, Hawkins. 
you can savor every last second of, hot, of summer with HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy delicious flavors of the season right from home. Skip the grocery store. Skip it and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. You can be like your boy Novi sitting on a deck taking in that sun. HelloFresh is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection of quick breakfasts, lunches, (laughs) (laughs) snacks. Breakfast. (laughs) But... I nailed it. You Desserts did. and more. And more. Hawkins, <laughs> it's HelloFresh. This is this is what HelloFresh is. Quit laughing at me and internalize it this week. Yes. Goodness. One time we even had HelloFresh, Hawkins. Don't you recall? The I food do. was delicious. Was. You were like, I love the cheddar cheeseburgers. Remember, this is probably ringing a bell now, is that right? what I said? Okay. Yeah, I love the cheddar cheeseburgers. Right. You said just like that. You're like, hello, Chris. I love the cheddar cheeseburgers. I'm like, there, there's no context for that. But I know that we got a free box of meals from HelloFresh and that I'm also enjoying the hamburger kit. And so now I have context for what you're trying to say to me. So if you go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-V-O-W-16 and use the code V-O-W-V-O-W-16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and you'll get three free gifts. So that's V-O-W-16 at HelloFresh.com using that code V-O-W-16 V-O-W-16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three gifts. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. Thank you to HelloFresh for their sponsorship. Chris, I often tell you you're number one. You just can't see it because the camera's off. No, you're always saying it with your fingers. That's still saying it. Anyways, on to the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Whatever we watched, whatever we saw, whatever comes to mind. Uh, I will put this in the lazy river because I did not put this in the news section. Uh, Big debut on AEW Grand Slam this week, Soraya, as she has uh, told us it is pronounced. The former page in WWE made her debut during the four-way, or after the four-way women's match. Uh, Chris, I'm going to let you do your thoughts first because my thoughts are going to tick some people off. <laughs> okay, I, I'm. this is what I'm not clear on. What's her role going forward here? Is she wrestling or not wrestling? Uh, she is not yet cleared, but I believe the intention is that she will wrestle because WWE would not clear her to wrestle originally, and I think she does want to end her career as a wrestler. Um, on one hand, AEW's women's division in my opinion needs some infusion of freshness so you'd say hello fresh to Soraya? i don't know if she's america's number one meal kit hall well, she's she's from the uk right that would be one <laughs> that'd be one prohibitive factor for starters uh, sometimes you import stuff but uh- Oh, yeah, I can, no. I can get controversial if you want. Now. Get controversial. No, go ahead, please. Um, in the early days of Shake Them Ropes, before Novi was a gleam in my eye as a co-host. Yeah, I was still show. just grinding it out, doing the Yaman's work, covering Lucha Underground, which is it fifteen to Yaman's. I don't know, but okay. like fifteen to thirty Yaman listen to the show every week. So <laughs> thanks to all of them. Anyways, uh, when when Rob and I were doing the show back in the day. 
there, I have dealt with Sasha Banks fans. I have dealt with Becky Lynch fans. I have dealt with fans of women's wrestling from pillar to post. But by far the most annoying fans I've ever had were the Page fans. Because the Page fans were excuse makers. Say what you will about super fans of various varieties, but the Page fans were always, always, if she ever had a chance to have a great match, you'd see, you'd see she could have a great match. She's had some very good matches. The The match against um, uh, Tennille Dashwood, Emma, in NXT for that first NXT women's title was good. It's been elevated to great by history, but when she was doing her feud with AJ Lee, at that time, oh, you'll see, here's here's where she's going to have that great match. And then she wouldn't have the great match. And then everybody would blame AJ Lee for it. Oh, it's AJ's fault. If if, if you just put Paige in there with someone who knew what they were doing, et cetera, et cetera, they, she'd have a great match. She had very good matches with Charlotte, and I believe she had a very good one with Becky Lynch as singles. But she's never had a great match, to me, at least watching. And I've watched her indie runs, too. She She's good. She's not spectacular. And she hasn't been in the ring for, what, six years now? I, I think, I think this is a situation where if Sasha Banks isn't available or isn't going to be available to you, you do need to sign Soraya. I just don't know. (laughs) And, and she's going to be privy to, I mean, the other interesting thing to me is she's going to be privy to quote unquote, the CM Punk treatment by this lock, by the women's locker room. And we know there are some people back there in that women's locker room who'd like to complain. Thunder Rosa, you know, <laughs> perhaps Brit a little bit, who are who may not like that their spot is taken by this, you know, this person on the comeback, blah, 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 blah. I don't know for any of that for a fact, but I'm just speculating that, look, when you're there from the beginning and you think you've built something and then all of a sudden, oh, look, new shiny toy, new big star, supposedly, am I going to have to be the one to put them over that there might be some grumbling backstage too? Yeah, um, I mean, that's the issue for me is I don't know, like the Britt Baker Soraya feud immediately or Soraya feud immediately lights my world on fire. Yeah, which is that's the other thing is people were dying for the uh, for the uh, Jamie Hader DMD feud. Oh, boy, I, I the, the big mistake here to me was was reversing course yet again with Jamie Hader. They pulled a Wardlow. They yeah. pulled a Wardlow where the time to, to to turn him was there and they didn't and they held it off and they're going to wait some more. And by the time they get back around to it, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be as or it's not going to be at hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be as hot, which is exactly what happened to our boy. Um, They did eventually turn him. Is he, is he belted now? Yeah. But like, he wasn't even in the title hunt this time. Like he should be much hotter right now than he currently is. Your turn on the lazy river, sir. Ooh, my turn on the lazy river. Okay, you know I'm gonna. It, it's kind of a more general thought. Um, so I, I, it's not actually on any specific match. So that's why it's a good place to open up. Uh, right now, there is a kind of more frequent talking point or discussion point about how not so much has changed on WWE television uh, in the 
Paul Levesque era. What's your that, source for this? Man, do I have? Do you really want me to slag people? Are, are they? Are are they? Oh, like, 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 okay. Are they Twitter the, users or are they important no, people? No, no. Okay, listen. Oh, then fine. If you're gonna point me on the point here, Lanza basically did a commentary on this, but it's not just Lanza. So I'm not like singling him out. But the okay, no, you did it, Hawkins. There you go. Pick a fight <laughs> with Lanza. Yeah, it, whatever. I, I no. I, I guess what I would say, and, and I'm mean, I'm definitely the second part of this is not like an indictment on him, but like, yeah, listen to the flagship. And Lanza was doing this whole thing on Roman Reigns, and he's talking about the booking of Roman Reigns. All right. Yes. But and and, and this is why I don't like doing these sorts of things. I'm not trying to pick fights with specific people. You could so have just when, said people. <laughs> no, I could, no, I apparently couldn't because you wouldn't let me. And, and like, yeah, like you you wanted you wanted Lanza's- to. Dwell- Lanza can take care of himself. Lanza is fucking going to be able to handle it just fine. Okay, yes. yes. Um, wow. I'm sh- dropping an F-bomb on there. Okay. Well, I, I'm a little annoyed when I I'm when sorry. I tried, when I tried to punt the first time and you didn't let me. Okay. <laughs> I okay. Ap- Chris, I apologize. Go on to your point. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, pick a fight with someone, Nov. Don't just make your fuck. Don't just make your point. <laughs> Um, no, I'd much rather have you do it in the context of of acrimony with someone else. No, Chris, Hawkins, legit- sometimes you are so small. Sometimes Chris, you are so petty and cruel. I, le- I legitimately didn't know who was saying this because I had never heard it. I didn't listen to the flagship this week. So I'm out and is not listening to the biggest show on this network. So there we go. I, there you go. I mean, so then, then an option would always be to edit all of this out too. No, we're time. not going to do that. Continue. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so on that stellar note, um, look, I, in, in response to that commentary, uh, but they say like exclusive to him. I do see Twitter talking points on this as well too. Do I have them all isolated and singled out? Not right now, Hawkins. I'll prepare a list for you later on. Uh, <laughs> feel free to remit payment afterwards. Um, so, Point being, a lot of people think that not whole, a whole lot has changed on the main the main roster or whatever, or that there's been like insufficient change. I think really when you go bottom to top with the booking patterns on the show here, there really are meaningful changes. There's like longer form or sort of booking, booking things that go on, like the weird little backstage chaoses and that sort of thing. Um, the match styles are different as well. Um, and, and I think like... I do think this, I don't think it's like, you know, the great wrestling show now or whatever, but I also watch this crappy show every single week during the worst period of time that it was on. And when I know that people, many people online, no, I am not going to rattle them off, but they are people like who you are friends with for sure. Um, who are like, I never, and people who have appeared on this show, by the way, who would say things like, I never watched this show. I never watched this show. I, ne- I don't waste my time watching this show. Okay, fine. But now that the show has changed, you don't have a good frame of reference for what the show used to be to versus what the show is now. Cause you were not watching it. Uh, God help you. Good, good on you too. At the same level of frequency that masochists like me and Hawkins were, um, you, I really have seen a meaningful shift in the quality of the show and many different nuances of the show, um, at many different levels. And that is my whole point. Do I think the, do I think Roman Reigns in the bloodline is like the greatest title reign I've ever seen now? No, no. But is it better now in the last 45 days than it has been for the majority of the last 700 days? Yeah, I do. I think the last like days 700 to 750 have been far more enjoyable to watch than the first 700 days of his title reign. 
I, I think it's interesting because I know that there, there's an instilled hatred for Vince McMahon and for what he's done with WWE and for how he's managed his product and for how stupid he's made wrestling at times. And I get that. But when people, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, just because you're complimenting them doesn't mean that, that you want say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. AEW to lose. And it's one of those weird knee-jerk things in wrestling commentariat where you praise one and then all the fans of the other just start piling on you. Oh, does this mean you don't like AEW? Anymore? No. No, and just as when I praise AEW, it doesn't mean I hate WWE, even though I I kind of hate WWE, but I still watch it because I like the guys on it. I've never been a WWE fan. It's just one of those things. But, you know, it, it, you'll, you'll, you'll see things like the same people who are poo-pooing Logan Paul and Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Oh, and then they, they tweet later the week, can't wait to see Action Bronson in a tag match with Hook against 2.0. You know, it's it's like it's like oh, they're celebrities. They're they're just pretending, but our celebrities are cool. And you're just like the the discourse is so odd. But I am I'm gonna give some praise because because we we tend to slight SmackDown uh, because it's on Fridays and and you know it's just our taping schedule it doesn't uh, give us a lot of time to to watch it and go unless we're gonna be up till one in the morning on on Friday which we don't want to do, but man, that, that bloodline, uh, the bloodline Sammy thing Friday was such a great piece of business. I know it's fantastic. Part and that me, is, that's a thing that wouldn't have happened under the Vince era to get back to my points that you made me name yes. names. And I now have to steel man the shit out of my argument. Um, <laughs> no, it, a, that was a tacky move Hawkins. Uh, it, it, so, <laughs> I genuinely didn't know. I genuinely did not know who you're talking about. Yeah. But, but no, I, I think that the, the promo that happened, uh, the bloodline segment was, was outstanding. Uh, Roman, Roman and all of them have a much looser, less, it, they, they feel like people doing an improv scene now, comfortable in their characters, rather than people going out there and doing recitations of lines somewhat nervously. It's interesting because because Joe was correct for a while on the whole that this story is not going anywhere with Jimmy and Jay. Well, no shit, it's and, not well, going well, anywhere. Well, yeah. but but they've now come back to it as Jay being the high strung member yep. of the bloodline yep. and stuff. Yep. And part of me just I know I know there's a part that says, man, Sammy should beat Roman for the title. Blah, blah. That's never going to happen. We know that's never going to happen. But part of me hopes that Roman and Jimmy and Solo Sokoa are genuinely happy to have Sammy taking all these shots for them and stuff and going, Hey, he's earned his way in as opposed to it just being a complete and total swerve where they beat him down. I, I, I understand that that's probably where it's going, but there's part of me that just seeing, seeing the joy on Jimmy and Roman's face when they gave him the shirt. I, 
<laughs> part of me is like, yeah, maybe maybe this is like one of those times where you can actually like the bad guys because they're actually, you know, they're they're not playing Sammy for a fool necessarily. Sammy's actually earned it in here. Of course, he's they're playing him for a fool. But on the other hand, you kind of want to buy into the reality that, hey, maybe Sammy has kind of earned the respect of these uh, guys. And the crowd was weirdly happy for the guys. Yes. Yeah, no, I, and I actually think the ambiguity of who sent Solo is – Real interesting too. And that would also be, that's the type of booking nuance that Vince just like wouldn't have come up with right. uh, that, that. That's like one degree too clever for him. Like, so it's like little beats like that, where I'm just like, dude, these, these moments wouldn't have, he would have just been Uso heavy. Yeah. Uh, like it, a month ago or six weeks ago or two months ago, whenever Vince left. Now but, he's the enforcer. He's the Arn no, Anderson of the he's bloodline. He's the enforcer, but like he's also the bad lieutenant because, yeah. and he's the lieutenant that Roman's not- Is he not the bad one. lieutenant or is Jay the bad lieutenant? Right. And that's a real interesting question too, right? Okay. And I think, no, I think that adds to the intrigue. So like, no, the story wasn't going anywhere for, for eons, eons. It was so endlessly boring. Yes. And in a short period of time, with the introduction of Solo Sokoa, the Sami Zayn injection, um, and now, like, this whole thing. Like, they've now created a completely fresh dynamic amongst this group that is interesting. And all these guys have clear, distinct characters. Yeah, Roman, head of the table, the family guy. Does he like Sammy? Is he amused by Sammy? Is he like somewhere between disgusted and amused by Sammy? Or like, does he, has he slowly started to come to appreciate that this weird little man doesn't seem to have any other interest other than like basically just being around his we, precious? We beat the hell out of him and he's still coming around. I'm starting to like him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and when he was, what he, what he, I think the interesting moment was like, what the hell are you doing all this for? Like, what is the point of this? And Sammy like legitimately had no answer. I, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's, I like and, and Sammy Zayn, I mean, this was the most ridiculous storyline you could think of, and he's just turned it into gold. He's amazing. I, I think he is. <laughs> he's so funny as this character. Yeah. He's so good as this character. Uh, he, he's he's like that Offspring song, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yes. It's like Pretty Fly for an Uso. Yeah. I, uh, I'll give a little bit of praise for others on SmackDown also. I'm going to praise someone who doesn't get a lot of praise often on this show, and that's Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, and, and also um, uh, Lacey Evans. Nice that, booking in this match, right? That, like, that yeah, this table, really well done. That table spot. Look, say what you will about Liv. <laughs> Liv wants to be respected by yes. you, you dopey wrestling fans who say she can't work. And I get that. I'm afraid she may kill herself doing it, but she, <laughs> her going through the table is nuts. And Lacey taking the bump, Lacey gets a lot of grief. She's not great. She's a little uh, for for the how do I put this, Chris? On a certain side of the political ledger, people don't like her because she's pro military. Name names, Hawkins. No, I I yes, I get what you're saying. Uh, you know, but I mean, she posted what her back looked like after that match. She uh, she's a tough woman. She, I mean, you you don't get into the Marine Corps uh, military police by being dainty. I mean, she took a whooping and going through that table. I mean, they are trying with Liv and Liv's giving it all she can uh, while we wait for them to put the belt on Ronda. 
And and I I actually appreciate this story. I appreciate the Shotzi face turn after screwing her up for months as a heel because she should be a baby face. No, she should be a baby face. I mean, the nice part about the heel turn is that it was so forgettable that it'll be easily in a memory hole. Yes. Michael Cole is fantastic on play-by-play. Yes, he is. He's I'm going to say that. Now. He yep. is loose. He's able to reference history that he wasn't able to. He, he oh, my God, the history referencing. The history referencing now on the show is yeah. stunning amounts of volume. You are getting completely reinformed of what these people have been doing for the last two years. Paul yes. Heyman gets on the mic and gives you history lessons. This never would have happened two months ago. No. It, no. It's... Vince really believed there's only two weeks, and that that – philosophy thank god is dead it appears yeah it, it feels and, and look uh, <laughs> bailey and damage control across both shows I, look we i've overpraised aunt pam to death but the fact is her as the as the main villain right now has reinvigorated the women's divisions on both shows to be honest with you where it was getting a little bit flat watching bianca try and carry a feud against um you know, bad guy of the week or whoever it was. And, and over on the SmackDown side, she's helping uh Gonzalez or uh, Raquel Rodriguez a, a, a lot over there. So, I mean, I think this women's division in WWE has gotten exciting for me, especially with, with uh, damage control uh, as your top villains. Yeah. But I, I thought the, in particular that Liv Morgan Lacey Evans match was really like, look, uh, yeah. neither one are exceptional performers or anything. So I'm not saying really, like, this is an amazing match guys. Got to go back and watch it. If you grade but, it on a curve, it's pretty damn good. No, if you grade it on a curve and more importantly, if you think about what the project of the match was, yes, that's where I think this really shines to me. The project of the match is we need to make Liv, Liv Morgan seem like a real threat to Ronda person. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like you left this feeling much more convinced of this than you did at the beginning of the segment, and and to me that's that's good business. So like no, I I thought this that match was really everything it needed to be. Um, uh, other than that, um, and especially. Uh, it being refreshing compared to raw and even the first hour of dynamite, where it's just nothing but screw job finishes and you know, raw was nothing but screw jobs. The first hour of dynamite, it was like three, you know, title changes where it just didn't make, I mean, sorry. No, it was, no, it was baby. It was baby face screw jobs and heel screw jobs yes. on AEW in the yeah. first hour. Yeah, uh, it's your turn on the Lazy River. No, let's run, let's run it down. So let's do a little, do a first hour AEW since we're already kind of there. Like, the Jericho-Claudio Castagnoli match, I mean, look, he's in great shape, but, like, are the matches that much better than they have been? I don't know. I think uh, it's brave to put the title on Jericho, and I think they're going to use the same philosophy they did when they put it on him as the first champ at AEW. It, it's mostly to try yeah, and get a Yeah, he's going to besmirch the honor. Well, that, but I mean, it's it's also Jericho's a name, and maybe we can get a TV deal out of this. Um, that said, the the finish of that match where where it's just Aubrey having to, all right, I'm not getting hit. I'm going to turn around now in three, giving him plenty of time for the nut shot, and just, uh, I, they did at least try the nut shot earlier in the match, and it failed. That was fine. This 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 ending did not tick me off as much as the acclaimed match did. No, the acclaimed match. The, this ending 
was eye roll inducing. The acclaimed match ending actually actively annoyed me yes. because that that ended with badass Billy Gunn hitting a famouser on Swerve, the more heel of the Swerve in Our Glory guys, and then the acclaimed guys finally hit the mic drop and the other thingy, whatever they do, um, and they get the belts. And after the match, Keith and Swerve are frustrated, annoyed, but at no point do they interrupt the celebration of the acclaimed, which they absolutely 100% should have. Yes. Because you want to keep heat going, um, and you also need to keep narrative consistency going. Narrative consistency here being achieved by the fact, like narrative consistency being achieved by having heels uh, attacking these baby faces who cheated um, and, and are annoyed and the heat being achieved by giving the acclaimed a reason to still want to beat up these guys that they feel like the business isn't done yet. Swerve has been a jerk throughout this entire tag team thing and he's just sitting there shocked as opposed to going out there and beating the crap out of somebody. And they already had the heel epiphany during the last match. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that Keith had the light bulb moment during the prior match of, oh, heel stuff. That could be cool. Um, <laughs> and they start doing that. Uh, it, it, it was, they, they've already moved a beat beyond where they were. So at this point, when Swerve and our glory lose their titles by, I think what most people rightly would say, outside interference and what certainly heels would consider to be an unjust screwing of their boys. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that end, uh, and it does nothing for the acclaimed as champions. And then to cut to a segment with FTR just getting clowned by the by the Gun Brothers afterwards, you're just like, what are what are we doing? FTR should have punched them in the face after that promo. I just, I'm just like, they acclaimed are paper champions, and every other tag team other than the ones that suspended aren't aren't getting much out of this division and i'm just uh, it, it's a little frustrating to me no and the acclaimed are yet another example of aew missing the trolley like missing like striking the iron or striking they, will, the they were the never hottest. gonna be hotter than than at yep. all out or yep. whatever it was and, and yeah yeah i just they shouldn't have belted them they're 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 fine no, they, they fight they fight yesterday's war so often in the booking over there I it's agree. it's it's like the biggest mistake of this company is i feel like they're always trying to write the mistake that they made last month okay all, uh, all my other lazy river stuff is aew based so i i, I can go into any of them uh, um pack defeating orange cassidy to retain the aew all dang championship thoughts with a hammer yet another screw job type yep. and he's the baby he's a baby face is he? I don't know. He's been going in and out of the babyface tunnel. That's true. Um, here's something to, to our interest. I don't know if you did. You get to see Rampage? I am not. No, I did hear about the uh, the, the Great Muda. Yeah, is is and it looks like Sting is going to be part of uh, his last match over in Japan. I love Muda. <laughs> and I loved this moment, Chris. I I, I thought this was great. Uh, you know, he got a mist blow in there. Uh, he, 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 Muda, Muda is not the Muda of 1989 anymore. And I'm fine with that. 
But man, does Muda milk a moment. <laughs> this whole thing with Buddy Murphy and will he or won't he? And they were doing the whole Hogan at Beach Blast 95 the whole time. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't mind seeing Muda and Sting and Darby in a six-man tag over there in some way. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I, Look, I think Sting... Sometimes being able to call on his friends from yesteryear to help him out, like like you know his crazy old man friends, uh, I am very pro this. All Muda needs to do for me at this point, though, I don't need him to have matches. I need him to like disappear, appear, spray mist, and then teleport. Like, yes. like he he literally <laughs> just needs to be a mystical force at this point for me. He had kind of an Undertaker walk to the ring. Let's put it that way. Right. Right. No, I. Hawkins, he doesn't have to work very hard to achieve that at this point. No, he doesn't because his knees are shot. That said, the uh, the part of this match that scared me, the part of that whole thing, Julia Hart's bumped through that table. She didn't get much of that table except for the lower part of her legs. Her head hit that concrete, man. I just, I, I screamed. I'm worried. I haven't heard anything about an injury, but it would not shock me if she concussed herself on that thing. Yeah. And that is a thing that sort of worries about me a little bit about some of the some of the work style over there, especially as you're like looking at a guy like Danielson, who you know is kind of on on shaky ground right now with all the concussions and stuff. Uh, you go. Um. Okay, we already talked about the DMD. Uh, I guess we can main event it. You want to do the main event on this? Uh, if you want, I don't have that on my list. You don't have anything on Moxley and Danielson? Nope. Uh, um. Okay. Really. Uh, that says something in and of itself. Like, this is the world title for this couple. Well, because, well, the other thing is, remember, I do a show all about Dynamite. So it's one of those days where it's like, I, I forget sometimes the points I made that I want to bring over that are important enough. I'll, I'll make one point about Mox and Danielson. This was Mox and Danielson and cut to MJF. Mox and Danielson cut to MJF. Cut to MJF. They had him on the damn Jumbotron the entire time in the arena if you were watching the match. I don't need to see his look every time somebody hits a move. That was, it just annoyed me the entire time. I, I am with you. I think that with the Moxley episode here over the last several months has been a really good example of how you get diminishing returns with increased belts runs. Like he's moving into like Charlotte Flair sort of like title runs. Ooh. And, and yeah, do I don't tell, think it, do tell. Expound on that. I don't think he's better off for being a three-time champion over three months or whatever. I think I, it, I think he would have been better off having been the champion this whole way down. I think they should have crowned MJF somehow at this event. Yes, no, I, I yes, and 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 this gets back to fighting yesterday's war. When I'm talking about fighting yesterday's war, Khan in his mind probably has had regrets about ever doing the Punk thing, considering how all this Punk stuff worked out in retrospect. Um, Summer Punk, of course, at one point seemed like a brilliant idea, uh, but. I think he, now in his mind, oh, well, Mox should have always been champion. Mox should have always been champion. And if you're going to transitional champion, which is like, what's, this is the other thing that annoyed me. As you brought up, they kept cutting MJF to the point where, like, do I really care about any of these men as the champion when, like, really you guys are telling me with all your camera coverage that the guy I'm really supposed to care with about is MJF? So, yeah, I, if that's how you're going to do the coverage of this match, just put on MJF. But flip of this, I wouldn't have belted Moxley again to be another transitional champion to make it, you know, to give him short title reign number three. 
I would have put the if you're a transitional champion, anyone, do it on Danielson. Let, let's let's check that box. You know, you can't have the belt on him forever. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and he's at least a fresh champion, which sounds like you're actually turning the page a little bit versus going back to Moxley, which does sort of feel like to me a little bit stuck in the mud. Yeah, I I, w- I would agree there. I I, I... yeah, I, I want my champions a little bit. I want them to have long runs, and I want them to be powerful. And I just, I, Moxley's weird because he has a certain, he has a certain credibility to him, but at the same time, I find, I find part of this Blackpool, him being part of Blackpool Combat Club, a little fake. You know what I'm saying? It's a yes. little because he seems like a lone wolf type. Right, right, right. Roddy Piper would make sense as part of Blackpool Combat Club, but like Moxley's not enough Piper I'm, right I'm now. Not, I'm not sold on that thought necessarily, but. It's just, well, uh, I mean, I it's not for he me. He fits do more. One. He fits more than Wheeler Yuta. If Wheeler Yuta, whoever had the idea for him to do a one-on-one promo battle with MJF, should be dragged out in the streets and fired. Uh, um, oh <laughs> boy, MJF cut that dude's nuts off on live television this week. Yeah, they thought they'd oh, <laughs> Jesus, your feet. He thought they'd go with the fiance line. Oh my She's god, gonna leave you. Just like you left all of us, and you think MJF's gonna feel guilty when he's doing it a, a, a gimmick where he's talking about WW going to WWE and them bidding for his services. You, who uh, thought that that was the... gonna like connect with the crowd too? Like, like, like who who worked with him on this? They sent him because out there. They to die. also need to be they, punished. They sent him no. out there to die. They uh, had I, to I, no, I, I in, in a way like. One, if if one wanted to get conspiratorial and say like they were tempted to like neuter Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler neutered at this point. Wheeler Nuda. Wheeler Wheeler Nuda. <laughs> uh, it's done now. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's the great Nuda at this point. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my god! And speaking uh, of bad, oh, go ahead. You had another point. On no, that. I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because like that. That was done so badly on so many levels. Yes, like because he even like started to like go like, oh, you know, your your wife who is who is a lady of ill repute. Oh wait, I should not say that on TV. That's not exactly yeah, he, what he I meant. He didn't sir. want to slut shame. Yeah, because uh, because he, the fan base would have gone on Twitter and and you know and your it's hoochie cheap. mama fiance. Oh, yeah, I mean, I am so sorry about that. That's not what I meant. It's can like, you believe God. they got sexist with a cheap heat like that? I can't believe oh that myself. That. It would have been better than this no i'm <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah no because he's because yes nerds would be coming at you about that but it's better than nerding out on yourself and going like oh actually i shouldn't have said that geez louise like and then mjf can just like start giving you a swirly right there on live tv okay chris i'm gonna get i have a fork in the road here because i can go um, my my last two points one is bad promos but the other is the nerds on uh, is tangential to the nerds online one which one do you want because you know one of them Oh, uh, let's do the let's do the nerds online. We can always circle back to the other bad problem. To, to Marina Shafir. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. So they do this setup for the Rampage match with Jade Cargill and Diamante, and Diamante's OG baddie from Miami is Trina. Chris, did you know who Trina was? No clue. Not okay. not. Okay, I, no. This 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 helps my point somewhat. But at the same time, 
I, I actually to... thought it was Katrina from Lucha Underground until <laughs> I saw the show. I I need to do a public service announcement because it, it's both sides of the debate here that, that have an issue. Uh, I'm a little bit annoyed by one more than the other. But if, if there's a pop culture person uh, that you do not know, um, it's okay to ask, who is that person? Uh, my my caveat is you need to know how to ask because God knows when, who the F is Trina. All right, that's a little rude. But if you're asking who Trina is, it's fine. Or you can wait a few seconds and somebody will post it on Twitter for you and be able to figure it out. Yeah, you on also the- always have Google available to you. So be careful when you say who is Trina on a social media account when especially the answer is actually very easily punched into Google. Well, yeah. Twitter is not your Google. Yes, Go to is. Google. But on the other hand, the people whose sphincters tighten up and it only happens when it's hip hop artists because because there's that there's that underlying accusation of it's racism to not know who someone who was on a on a a rapper in 2014 was i am of the opinion that there are pockets of pop culture that everybody doesn't know be it a TikTok influencer, be it Impact or TNA bringing in third string country slash NASCAR drivers, be it rap artists and AEW's uh, uh, embrace of that. Noted guitar player. I mean, like, look, dude, like every no one knows Poppy, everything. Yeah, I don't know right. who the hell Poppy was. And I was educated by Twitter and I get that. But there are some people who go out of their way to shame the people who are asking these questions. And I understand if they're being rude about asking, say, nobody knows who that is. Well, hold off. All right. Maybe some people do. But on the other hand, going hard the other way to say, how dare you ask this question about who this person is when everybody in this community obviously knows who it is. Ah, no, that's overwrought. I would just, I would just take their stupid question, run it, run it into Google, and give the link back to the poster. If if someone is stupidly, obliquely posting something like, uh, "Who is Poppy?" and they're trying to be snarky or whatever, you don't have to get on. You don't have to go to Google. No, go to no, go to Google. Take their exact post, put it into Google, and link them back to the yes. search results because yes, that's that where they should have went in the first place. I will accept and that, that, and that's a perfectly fine, instructive, and corrective. And to as be long as, as long as the TV actually puts the name on screen, because God knows, it's like that's Trina. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can, you, can you give me a little more context, Excalibur? <laughs> you know? No, I, 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 I will because if I just put Trina into Google. I won't know who no, that is. No, but like I, I will say, nothing annoys me more though. Like when we live in this world, we I have hate both computer, sides. I hate you have both computers sides. in your pockets, people. If you don't know who Trina the wrestler is, get in your damn. He's phone. not a wrestler. Type in Trina. You, but like, dude. I mean, seriously, we're on the air right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this game with you. I'm gonna play this game with you. Um, Trina, Rap? go rest. Uh, Trina, it's, she's a rapper, not a wrestler, Chris. I, I thought wrestler AEW actually auto populates on Google as I'm doing this. Okay, well, Trina let's... makes it, yeah, like, like yes, and I, I'll happily backlink that to you to your Twitter account as well. Um, <laughs> no, no, 
like yeah a little bit yeah yeah i thought that was kind of tactless i thought you were a little no i i know uh, but then when you were like i'm not editing it out i'm like okay cool then i just have to roast him for well, the rest just, of i'm just lazy now. it's just i hate no. editing shows right so so now now i have to roast you for the rest I of the show i used to pay you to edit these things <laughs> i know and i don't do that anymore um like, yeah, so not, you gave me no choice here. Uh, but yes, if you actually go onto your Google, most of the time, I don't know who Poppy the musician is. I don't know who yes, yes. so-and-so the puppet is. You can usually answer these questions for yourself. I am you freely don't have to do... in the middle here, Chris. I, you don't need to get on me about this. No, I I, both I, sides of it. I, 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 I get on this particular nuanced debate. On the other side, I am also annoyed with the culture hipsters because I feel like all cultures and subcultures have hipsters <laughs> and and like it's like oh well you would know that it, you know oh it's a very obscure rapper or, oh it's a very obscure indie band you would know that if only you like it, it's the same crap it's a different day but it's the same crap on that front i i just as i am annoyed that we're like in like the i don't know this age when you literally have a computer sitting in your pocket you do you, have another, do you have another word where to go? Or should we end with the Marina Shafir promo? Um, we could uh, we can wrap on Marina. Sure. My God. Uh, actually, no, <laughs> I want to do Judgment Day afterwards. I want to do Judgment Day afterwards. Oh, you want to do the Judgment? Well, we can. Do, okay, we can. Okay, I'll finish. I'll finish up then with, with Marina. You want to do Judgment Day now or Marina Shafir yeah, now? No, let's do Shafir now. <laughs> this was level one sketch comedy, where someone just. Maria Shavir has the easiest character in the world. She is the silent, angry, violent half of a tag team with a far more charismatic energy type of partner. Now, how would you costume such a character? Chris, uh, the hood was fine, <laughs> although I did make the joke that uh, Awesome Khan and uh, <laughs> Saeed from TNA, there's a little bit of that going on with those two when they do that. But no, I'll tell see, you, I'll tell you I, I, I'll I count you. I'd go with Farmer John joins the Spice a, Girls. Would you go with a straw hat? Yeah. <laughs> Summer straw hat and, yeah. and pastel clothing and coming out here to cut a promo on all the Farmer New John's gone to Lilith Fair <laughs> is the outfit. <laughs> and then the promo is Albany, you know me. And I think the nuance was supposed to be pointing into the camera and saying, you don't know me. But it came off very Al Snow and Head bipolarish. It was where... so weird. Where it's like it was. <laughs> she's like, you guys are part of the problem. But like again, when she, especially with the opening line, like I'm the son of these people uh, who came here. I, you know, I am their problem. I, and then like basically, it, it sounded like at various points she was like including them into her own personal identity. I, I, like, I embrace Albany <laughs> as truly part of me, Marina, the problem. If, if, if you want to know how bad I am at sketch comedy at times, this was, or even short form, we had to do these things where we had to come up with characters for bits and stuff like that. I just found them stupid because they weren't real improv. They were kind of playing your thing. But this is, this is yeah, I'm going to, what are you going to do? I'm going to cut this promo. I'll wear this funny hat. It, it's, it's Norm MacDonald as Turd Ferguson. On Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, but I got a giant hat now. <laughs> Where did I get this thing? <laughs> Look, I got a hat on. Yeah. And I'm doing this promo. Oh, she, she doesn't have to say anything. She's she's an ass-kicking MMA fighter who's... who's, who's... 
But you like sent me the you sent me this late before the show, and I'm like sitting on my couch and listening to it. Like I'm not watching; I'm just listening to it. And I get back up and walk back around to like see what's on the screen. And I I was flummoxed. So I was like, "What the hell is she wearing? Who thought th- the promo was bad enough on the merits with the words?" Tony, I, Tony, yes. I'm in my hometown. Can I do a promo, please? Well, sure, Maria. Tony, what should I wear? I have the perfect outfit for you. Strong. <laughs> it, uh, no, I, I just got done working on the banger MJF Wheeler Yuta segment. It's going to be awesome. Let's get you suited for Rampage. Let's get you looking like you're going to a corn maze afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. Where is the nearest Oktoberfest fall festival? <laughs> Can't wait to go. We need to drink something pumpkin spice while doing this promo. I would be, no, she comes out with a giant jug of apple cider. <laughs> the entire time. Um, right. Look, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day is infinitely better in the post-Vince era yes. than they were during the Vince era. Yes. Like, people, I, I'm going to hit this drum one more time before I'm out of here. Because, like, this is another clear indicator of improved booking. Uh, Vince McMahon never would have had the sort of, in my opinion, like, look, it's the best this, this gimmick can possibly be. Making Rhea the engine that drives the car. Brilliant. Like Interesting. Like, look, Very interesting. I, I think it's a great move. I think it's, a, it's much better. Um, Look, Balor and Priest are strong enough and complete enough entities, as it were, Um, and, and it just it just works. She's pulling Dominic's strings, Um, and, like, you know, she's in, co- like, all three of them are working as, like, a real cohesive triumvirate with no clear leader other than maybe Rhea. I love it. I think this is like, this is, I mean, is Dominic Mysterio a great generational talent now? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Stop. Stop it. You stop yourself. Rhea but, being allowed to attack men is interesting. In I some like ways, it. Unless she gets like a, com- it. but she needs to get a comeuppance at some point. I, I'm fine with, you know, here's the thing. Uh, if anyone on that Raj, the person I'd be most interested in seeing have like an intergender match would be Rhea. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing I really liked. I loved, and this is this goes into the the included subtext now of of Judgment Night. I loved the interplay between Finn and AJ Styles, playing on the Bullet Club history. But AJ rejected him, and we know we know it's eventually going to turn to you know eventually Finn's going to knock him out or whatever, jump him from behind. But I just like I just like having that week of no nah, man. I like always liked you. It was just an offer. And just walking away, I, I I liked that, Chris. It was it's it, it it was nuanced for what this company does. Although, dude, I mean, it, it, much more nuanced. And, although, and also, although again, Ray going back to history, my, my son Edge, I have a son. His name was Dominic. He is now a member of the Judgment Night. You saw, you're a father, Edge. I have a son named Dominic. <laughs> I have no notes. I think every week Ray Mysterio gets better and better on the microphone. Well, he gets and, and he, on he, this. That's the question. No, I, I, I hope he gets nominated for some of his work here, uh, especially. <laughs> I, I mean, it's very nuanced. But do you notice how he still sells the eye? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end it there. My name is Jeff Hawkins for now. You can follow me at Crep Game 13. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. I am also a part of Fight Game Media doing the Dynamite Show on Wednesday nights, patreon.com slash fight game media. For five bucks a month, you can listen to my hot takes on Dynamite with one Paul Ace Fontaine. 
Ring of Honor historian that he is. Uh, Chris also has a Patreon. It's it's not about wrestling, but it's nonetheless interesting. You follow him at DWATG. He's going to tell you what that stands for now. Yeah, it's not that interesting right now. I haven't put out a show in like five weeks, but we're, we're going to try to do one at some point here. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about the boats. Yeah, I've been on. I know. I and I'm also like working seven days a week right now, so it's just like not happening. But don't worry about the government. Can be found at Patreon.com/slash/DWATG. Also on Twitter at DWATG. You can follow my musical antics on Instagram D O C T O R underscore N O V Doctor Nove on Instagram. Follow all my musical antics over there. And uh, that's that's it, man. November. Our thanks is my again name to out. Hello. Our thanks again to Hello Fresh. Uh, get up to fourteen free meals across seven packages. No, it's sixteen. It's sixteen meals across seven meal kits. Three. I tell you this every week. Thanks to Hello Fresh and Joe Lanza. If you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.